All right, so this is a bit different. This is an internal podcast, the very first one of the series. And um, I was about to have a team call with everybody and try to wrangle everyone up. But as we as we scale and, and the team grows, these calls are going to be harder to have and it's going to be more difficult to wrangle everyone up at the same time, even once a week. So to prevent that from being an inconvenience, uh, another call, I thought I would just hop on here. We would record it. We would clean it up. We'd publish it on a new internal BuildWit channel. It'll be open so anyone can listen. I think that's that's fine. I don't know anyone that will want to listen, but it'll be out there. And the other side of this too is, uh, you know, we go to the, the value of be the example. We want to be able and, and be willing to do anything that we, we tell our partners to do. And so if podcasting is working out to be a, a really valuable communication tool, we should probably be using it too. Uh, one, to just show that we walk the talk. Two, to try it out for ourselves, to work out the kinks, and then we can take what we've learned to our partners. And so we can sit down and actually create you know some meaningful value right away because we're talking from experience rather than theory so here we are uh, the very first podcast this is probably going to be a pretty quick one and it's about failure we've had some notable failures recently and it's nothing new to the business is you know we've failed since the very beginning I could make a, a 24-hour podcast about all the stuff we've failed at. And, I, and maybe I will make a, a podcast here soon about some of the past notable failures and what we've learned from them since I'm starting to understand that most of you weren't even around during those failures since they were, you know, a year or two years ago when we were first starting out and learning some hard lessons. But the failures we've had recently are expensive or embarrassing and they, they've stung a little bit, a few of them. I know, you know, like with tech, it was, it was, a you know, there were some problems there getting that site launched and, and everything coming together towards the end. And I'm going to talk about specific examples just because I feel like it's helpful to provide some context, but there's no blame here or anything like that. Um, there was a call with KLE that did not go very well last week. We, we kind of came to them and, and we had, pretty much shown absolutely no progress from the week prior and from the things they had talked to us about. So we, we looked pretty dumb. Um, there was a, a problem with signage uh, where we sent out some signs to go get printed for a few thousand dollars and there was a spelling error on the signs that we didn't catch. So we had to go reprint it and we spent the money to get it reprinted since it was our mistake. And then I was thinking about it today. I'd probably say that Earthview overall has been one of our most costly mistakes. Um, seeing the website, seeing the brand get launched, it is a beautiful site. It's a beautiful brand. We've completely transformed that company from the bottom up, and yet we charge them almost no money to do so. So it's probably at least a $50,000 mistake on our end, a real big mistake, and we've, it was just our, um, we wanted to get the deal done a little too fast, I think. And we didn't ask the right questions and we didn't really spend the time to think about what we needed to do to rebrand and, and recreate Earthview. Um, we went into it thinking that it was going to be almost identical to quality enterprises. 
And yet it's, it's been no such thing. It's been a lot of work and we're happy with that. We told them what's the way we do from the very beginning. So I'm not bummed out about it. I'm very proud of everybody. I'm proud of how it's turned out, but, um, it was it definitely a mistake on our end. We should have seen a lot more revenue from this project and, and a lot of, uh, a lot more revenue from everyone's hard work that we're not seeing. And lastly, I would say that Sylvie and Morgan Corp, while um, they're not huge mistakes, they could have been much bigger had we pursued the agreements we had. Uh, I'm starting to think, I don't know how open I want this to be on the internet because I don't want to be seen as talking shit about other companies. Hmm. Something to think about. But uh, I, I guess I'll keep rolling with with talking about specifics here. Sylvie and Morgan Corp, we... Oh, well, um, we spent a lot of time trying to make those projects happen. A lot of time and money. I mean, it's, we spent, we made enormous investments in both of those companies and both of those investments fell flat on their faces. So two very, very expensive mistakes. We haven't really quantified it. I don't know if I would want to quantify it because it'd be a very painful number to look at, but those were, those were big problems. And and that took a lot of our time and attention away from uh, working on our partners and, and actually moving the needle since we've seen no results from Morgan Corp and Sylvie. So with that, we've seen some big mistakes lately. And the bigger we get, the more money coming through the door, the more companies we work with, the more mistakes we will see. You have to understand that we're doing something that hasn't really been done before. We're creating a brand new company, a brand new business model, a brand new concept to an industry that's never seen marketing before. There's a lot of new factors here. We're not creating another construction company, for example. If I were to go create a construction company tomorrow, I have a blueprint. I can go talk to a Dylan Stevens. I can go talk to a James Milburn. I can go talk to a Ford Berg. How'd you do it? And I could go do that. Is it going to be perfect? Is it going to make things a lot easier? Not necessarily, but I don't. I probably wouldn't need to learn tons of lessons on my own. I could leverage the lessons and pain that they've suffered to hopefully prevent some of that from happening with my construction company. Could I, we go look at other marketing agencies? Sure. And we do a little bit, but I believe most agencies are um, just not how we want to do business. So instead of trying to copy another agency that isn't necessarily who or what we want to be, we're really just creating as we go. And, and that's what we've done since the very beginning. A result of that without question is mistakes and big mistakes of all sizes and shapes, people mistakes, financial mistakes, mistakes dealing with our our partners, dropping balls. There's so many different mistakes to make and we've made a lot of them over the past two and a half years. A lot of them. I've made, you know, probably a majority of them personally. And a lot of them sting and a lot of them suck. And that's okay. I, that's the purpose of this quick podcast is saying that it's okay to screw up. I would rather anyone within this organization screw up and make a mistake. Honestly, if they knew they were doing the right thing, they, or they thought they were doing the right thing, they made a mistake. I would rather that happen than to, uh, than for them to obviously, um, you know, do the wrong thing, you know, intentionally, but more so not try anything at all. That's the absolute worst thing you can do 
for decision making, for example, you know, decision making is a requirement. That's another value that we have here. The quote I have attached to that is, is I think a, a Roosevelt quote, and, and it says, um, you know, in any moment of of decision, there are three options. The best thing you can do is make the right decision. The second best thing you can do is make the wrong decision. The third best thing you can do, the very bottom, is no decision at all. I would much rather have someone screw up, own the mistake, and make it right than not make the decision at all just because it's scary or or make the wrong decision intentionally. So it's okay if you screw up to get down about it. That's okay for a little bit. But when you screw up, I need everyone to take responsibility. It's no one's fault but your own or Buildwitz. It's never our partners. It's never anybody's. There's always part of the mistake of the problem that we need to own, even if it at face value doesn't look like we had anything to do with it. So take extreme ownership of it, take responsibility of it, and then figure out how to make it right. Either make it right on your own, or if it's something big, come to us, me, Dan, whoever, anyone here, and ask for help making it right. Don't cover it up. Don't ignore it. Confront it head on and make it right. It's extremely important that that happens with every mistake made. So the process is you make a mistake. Yes, I made a mistake. Go ahead and kick yourself, maybe a little bit, but don't go sit there and wallow around, feel sorry for yourself. Identify what went wrong, why, whose responsibility it is. It's your responsibility and figure out what you can do to make it right. Make it right, no matter the cost, no matter the, the, the dollars or the time or whatever it may be, make it right. It goes a long damn way, even if the cost is very high. It might be high in the immediate future. Long term, it's insignificant. If we do that, if we admit mistakes and make them right and don't make the same mistakes twice, that's the other big thing of this is don't make the same damn mistakes twice. I'm going to be you're going to be in, in, in a little bit of hot water if you're screwing up the exact same thing over and over and over again. But if it's new things all the time, that's awesome. That means you're learning a lot. That means you're trying new things. That means you're experimenting. That means you're growing. You're pushing the limits. I want everyone to be making mistakes, different mistakes, but mistakes. It's a good thing to have. Failure is good. It's essential for where we want to go. And if we're not screwing up, if we're not failing, That means we're stationary and stagnant. And if we're stagnant, we're dying. We can never be stagnant. So if you're not making mistakes, you ought to think about that. I'm not saying go deliberately screw things up just for the sake of it. But if you're not having failure at BuildWit, if you're not having failure in your job, you're not pushing yourself far enough. I'm telling you, I I screw things up every day, it seems like. Every day, there's another kick in the nuts waiting for me. But That means I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. Everything I have is out on the field every day. That's what I need out of all of you. Really, really, really important. But if we, if we, you know, mistakes are, mistakes are human. If we come to our partners and say, Hey, you know, Nick at at Wittek, we screwed up here. This is our responsibility. We have not communicated clearly as a team. We're going to go back to this. We're going to get all our ducks in a row. I'm really sorry. We're going to make this right. We get our ducks in a row. We identify the problems. We go make it right. We go and turn over an amazing brand, an amazing site one week later or a few days later. 
everything fixed. They respect the hell out of that. They respect us more when we screw up and own up to it and make things right and go above and beyond for them. Then honestly, if we were to just do it right perfectly the first time. Now, I, again, I want to do it right the first time, but that's one of the best ways to earn someone's respect is to admit when you're wrong, admit when you mis- make mistakes, admit when, when things go wrong, and then going to great lengths to make it right. And we just got some of the nicest feedback I've ever received from a partner, from both Nick and his father-in-law, who started the company, saying this was beyond our expectations, an, an extraordinary product. We're very happy with the investment we've made in BuildWit. And this, we couldn't have imagined thing. We couldn't have imagined this going any better. It was a lot of work. Yes, it was a little bumpy, but we we got there and we're really excited to work with us and work with you guys in the future. That's awesome. That's everything because we made that mistake, because we owned up to it, took full responsibility for it, and because we fixed it and made it right and went to great lengths to make it right. And, and to show that it's worth going to great lengths, for example, on, on Wittek. Say that, um, you know, for, for simplicity, I'm going to use fake numbers here. Say it's a $10,000 project. We go screw up. It costs $5,000 to fix the damn screw up. All profit is gone on that project. We're probably losing money at that point. On, we're, we're definitely losing money at that point. So, and that's painful for you to look at is, oh man, I have to spend $5,000 to go fix this mistake. It's tempting not to do that. Especially when you're, when, you know, if, if you lose all profit on a project you've worked very hard on, what was the point? Well, it's important to do that. And even if it was, it took $10,000 to fix the mistake, which is all the money we got. So then we were definitely losing the money a lot, but now Wittek is happy. Now they trust us. Now they know we don't put stuff under the rug, sweep it under the rug. So now they're going to work with us long-term. Now we're part of their family. Now we're a partner with them. You know how much, you know how many tens of thousands of dollars that's worth long-term? It pales in comparison to the five or 10,000 it took to fix it immediately. It's nothing. That's how we need to look at these failures. So own the failures, feel the failures, let yourself, you kick yourself a little bit. That's great, but don't spend a lot of time dwelling on them. Spend a majority of your time focused on owning the failure, figuring out why the failure happened in the first place. And then especially a majority of your time making it right at the end of the day, going to great lengths to make it right. So that's how I wanted to talk about failure today. That's the internal podcast on failure. Hopefully this worked well. We'll probably add different pieces to this podcast segment at some point to make things a little bit more interesting. But until then, this was number one. Stay tuned for number two. I'll probably send them out in emails going forward and stay dirty.